Hello and welcome to another episode of Mini Buns, the podcast show within a podcast show. I am Jonah Colazzo. Hoover is here, but he will be hearing him in the later half of this episode. Uh, we are doing another like split screen style. You probably heard us do it back in uh, when we did a a review on uh, Werewolf by Night and Smile. I believe those were the two movies. Um, we're gonna try this again. Uh, he is currently doing important shit. With very important people, not hood rat. Um, but we're going to try this again. Um, this week, we are going to be uh, carrying on with our little Marvel mini theme. Uh, we currently dropped a bonus buns uh, review ranking all the episodes of She-Hulk. And we just currently dropped a mini buns of ranking all the MCU series on Disney+. Plus. Go check all those out. And just recently, we had dropped our Black Panther Wakanda Forever uh, review. A really great episode. I highly recommend go checking that one out. Uh, we're going to be closing out our episode, our, our little MCU review situation, um, little series we got going on here uh, with a final review, a ranking, not a review, a ranking of all eight, I believe. Let me see here. We got one, two, three, four, five, Six, seven, my bad, seven MCU Phase 4 movies. Um, we're going to go in release order. Uh, at least I hope that he does too, because I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> um, so you might hear a little redundantness and and uh, repetitive uh, dates and stuff, but you know what? It's all important. It's all important. It's all for the entertainment value and a little clarity. Um. So let's jump into it. Uh, starting off with uh, Black Widow. Another little bird. <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing Black Widow. Uh, released July 9th of 2021. Where do I have that one ranking? I have it ranking in my number four. Uh, my number four pick. Um, a lot of people drag on this movie because of its um because of its its horror visual effects and in the moment of of when we were you know post blip and post thanos snap uh, uh after endgame we were kind of hoping that we would maybe see something continue further and uh to move backwards and see almost a prequel movie uh, dealing with uh, Black Widow and what she went through. And it's a little bit of a half and half. You know, you're seeing what happened after. But it's still, for the most part, a prequel movie. Um, I don't think anybody was really expecting to enjoy this one. But I did. I very much did. I like Scarlett Johansson. I was so happy that we got more of her. Even though, you know, spoilers, she dies in, in Endgame. Um, and I was kind of excited to see more of her. I, I love the introduction to uh, Florence Pugh's uh, Elena uh, Elena Belova and uh, probably one of the best, funnest, funnest, fun character um, in the MCU right now. So for that, I gave Black Widow my number four pick. It's actually a really great movie. You guys should check it out again. Uh, there is this bad CGI, but you know what? We, we could overlook that. We could overlook it. Um, let's see here. What is our next movie? We have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, released September 3rd of 2021. Where did I, I move Shang-Chi? You know what? I ranked Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in my number three pick. <coughs> I, I ranked it in my number three pick. Um, Probably one of the coolest introduction to a new character that no one really knew much about. Um, absolute amazing camera work, amazing uh, fight choreography, really bringing it home, especially when the last time we had seen anybody do any kind of martial art combat in the MCU was Iron Fist, and let's rem the less we remember about that show, the best. Um it brought back the, it, it homage so much old Kung Fu movies and, and Jet Li and the Jackie Chan style of, of, of action comedy. And 
honestly, Simu Liu does an amazing job in this character. Um, it does also suffer from bad CGI and a poor ending. But overall, out of all these movies, I think it does bring home more of what we were hoping for in this phase four. And uh, it was a nice little moment where we can re- relieve the tension of everybody that we are, we are, are currently aware of, or all of our main heroes dealing with the uh, post blip and, and, and everything that has happened after Endgame and everyone going through their emotional journeys. It was nice to take a break from that and jump into Shang-Chi and have a nice little adventure. It was a real fun uh, enjoyment for me. And uh, that is why I put it at my number three pick. <clears throat> my, uh, let's see here. Next movie is Eternals, released November 5th of 2021. Oh, boy. Um, I like, uh, I like um, director, um, oh, my God, I'm forgetting her name, Maggie Zhao. I think it's Maggie Zhao. I hope you got it is. I'm not going to look it up. Um, I like her work. I, I like her nomad and, and, and she does a really amazing, um, visual. She does amazing storytelling. I love the way she works as a director. Does she work best for Marvel? I don't think so. Uh, she wanted to tell, you could tell that she wanted to tell a story that not everybody was interested in telling, but at the same time, not everybody was aware of who these characters were. And to lay that in the hands of of a director like Zhao, I, I, I don't know if it was the smartest move. I, I'm not saying that I don't think she could have done it, but at the moment, I think Marvel was doing a this this move where let any director, even if they've done one project, small project, give them the reins to a big movie and let's see what, what magic they can come from with little to no um little to no interference. And we and it's worked. We've got some great movies. We've gotten, you know, Favreau's version of Iron Man, one of the best. Uh, we got you know, the Russo brothers doing uh, uh, Winter Soldier and many other ones that we enjoy. We have James Gunn doing The Guardians. A lot of these directors doing very small projects and then jumping in to Marvel and just skyrocketing and shooting for the stars and making it. With Zhao behind the wheel, I thought that this movie could have had at least some creative control in how she wanted to tell the story and how Marvel wanted to represent these characters and bring them into the world. Um, Story-wise, I think it's probably one of the weakest MCU stories. I think visually it's beautiful. Character-wise, I think it's hit and miss in certain characters, especially with a big ensemble, you know, crew. It wasn't just my, it was not my cup of tea. And uh, for that, I have placed Eternals at my number fifth pick. Five out of number seven. Um, so yes, Eternal is number five. Let's see here. Spider-Man No Way Home. Released December 17th, uh, 2021. This is a biggie. Um, it is probably not a big surprise that this is sitting at my number one pick, and I will tell you why. Um, Spider-Man is one of those characters in the MCU that uh, was all fun and all easygoing, I would say. He was one of those characters that I felt didn't have really heavy hardship when you know you have character when he's being sat in the in 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 the level of of characters like captain america uh, iron man he's one of those characters kind of almost sits along with those main characters that we've grown to love and yet he's also still kind of on his own as this like new character still but he doesn't he never felt i thought that he never felt he earned 
that place to be with all those main characters. Um, with um, Homecoming and Far From Home, it just, they never felt like he really deserved his status in the MCU. We loved him. We enjoyed his character. We, you know, we, we wanted more of him. We loved Tom Holland. But when you break it down, there's not a lot of meat there that says he deserves to be here other than the fact that we just love Spider-Man. This movie reminds us why Spider-Man is one of the best characters of the MCU. And I know that's a big say, but it's true. It rem- it, Spider-Man is those character is that character that represents Marvel in its truest form, I would say. Uh, the hero with everyday problems. And that never really gets the happy ending. And this movie brings that message back into the Marvel world, into the MCU. <coughs> I, I, you know what? Th- this is one of those movies that just, it blew everybody away. It, it is a, com- it is the end of, of a, of a trilogy. And yet at the same time, it is the birth of who Spider-Man is in this world. It is an origin story and yet a finale at the same time. And at the same time, it brings in, Many other characters that, you know, we've remembered from the Raimi-verse and the Webb-verse. And seeing Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and all their characters coming into Tom Holland's world. And we get to enjoy, you know, who all those characters and seeing where they've gone, where they've come from, and what they're still doing in their world. Um, It somehow brings together all the worst parts of those movie series and makes them the best thing. It allows us to smile at the, um, at the more laughable, you know, moments in, in those movies. And honestly, it, it brought, it brings hope again into the MCU. Um, especially when we have, you know, like I said, Tony, Tony Stark, leaving the MCU. We have no more Captain America. We don't have Black Widow and some of these other characters that feel like they're exiting out of this world, making room for new characters to come in. It brings hope to know that there are these uh, these new characters that we can grow with again. And that's what I think Spider-Man No Way Home does. Um, like I said for that, I put Spider-Man No Way Home at number one. The next movie on the list, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, released May 6th of 2022. Doctor Strange was one of those movies that I was really, really hoping for. I was very excited for I had high anticipation for this movie. And, and unfortunately, failed in my eyes. Um, not as bad as some of the as another movie that we're about to hit, but you know what? It was a movie that was, I think, could have been better. And with a director behind it like Sam Raimi, we know what he can do. We know what kind of craziness he can be. You know, what he is capable of, and we love him for it. The only sad thing is that I think this movie just didn't hit all the correct moments, nor did it hit all the correct themes and, and, and sync up with the way Raimi wanted to tell this story. Um, I, I thought some of the characters were shallow in, in their choices and their goals. I thought I, I did not care for the fact that America Chavez character is basically a MacGuffin in the whole entire movie. It really strips away characters' agencies and and characters' ability to do what they need to do in order to help move the plot along, and instead becomes this fodder for the for Doctor Strange to kind of somewhat grow in this movie. And 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 what I was hoping for was a you know a a. a Scarlet Witch going after everybody that wants to take away her kids. And instead, it was a very mushy tale of getting 
getting the book of Ashanti and then that book not being much of a of an issue ever uh, anymore halfway through the movie and it was just muddled and I thought it was very poorly put together. Um, I do think it was one of the movies that had the most um, going for it and had the most interesting f- things they could do with it, the more expectation and anticipation that, that it could have brought. And it just didn't. And for that, I am putting Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness uh, at my number six. Now to a movie that... Um, Probably is the lowest one on my list. Lore, Thor Love and Thunder released July 8th, 2022. Um, this movie was probably the biggest disappointment from from the MCU Phase 4 this, this time around. Um, whereas Thor Ragnarok brought us a different Thor. It brought us comedy it brought us it, it reminded us why we love thor and it remind and it kind of gave us hope for this character who was for the most part did no one knew what to do with him he was he they he they tried giving him a um a a shakespeare kind of movie and it didn't and it worked but at the same time wasn't all that interesting then they tried going a little darker and Thor the Dark World was just a mess, um, a little complicated and it kind of, in a weird way. And then Thor Ragnarok came around and kind of erased all those issues that we had with Thor and reminded us, oh no, Thor can be fun. Thor is one of those characters that we should be rooting for and looking for entertainment from and, and enjoying a lot more and, and respecting a lot more. And while riding off on that high wave, they decided to give us this, mm, I want to say disrespectful, but I don't know if that's too much. Just a, 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 a convoluted mess. And, and, and a, I would say the biggest disappointment of the MCU. Um, it, it feels like it's, it's trying to be a little too much and it's trying to be too funny. It's trying to be diverse, not diverse, but you know, diverge off the, the path of, of Marvel. It almost takes all of our expectations, all of our hopes and wants and kind of just crumbles it up and throws it into the trash while it laughs at us. That's what this movie felt like to me. And I was not here for it. I did not, it, it it muddles so many character, you know, decisions. It muddles up a lot of character goals that just don't need to be there. And I was really rooting for these characters. I really wanted to see more of Jane Foster and, and where does Thor go when there's a new Thor on the block. And I would love to see more of, uh, uh, of Taika's um, Korg and, and, and just what happens. And then I got what happens, and I was just a little, whatever, I guess. Um, so Thor Love and Thunder is my number seventh pick, the last pick of the movie. Um, finally, with the, the, the most current movie, Black Panther Wakanda Forever released November 11th, 2022. And I'm not going to try to do too much on it because we did just recently do a, a review on it, and I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. Um, I have put Black Panther at my number two pick. Um, it is a strong movie. It is a beautiful movie. It's, you know, no secret that it made me cry so many times that I, I lost track account. Um, but when comparing it to the big job it had to do with forming a story around um, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, I think it, it 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 completely hits the mark, and it does an amazing job. Um, for me, I just I I compare it to the only other movie that sits in its in its 
and it's le- on its same level, and that is No Way Home. And I, for some reason, just No Way Home, No Way Home just brought so much joy to me that I, I did not receive from Black Panther. And for that, I put Black Panther at my number two pick. So in order, uh, we have Thor Love and Thunder at number seven. We have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness at number six. We have Eternals at number five. We have Black Widow at number four. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings at number three. We have uh, Black Panther and uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever at number two. And Spider-Man No Way Home at number one. Um, those are my rankings of these MCU phase four movies. These are feature length movies. Uh, so, you know, uh, apologies to everybody that was hoping that we hear, uh, werewolf by night and the Groot series We're we're trying to figure out where to put those. We're not quite sure what, what to do with them. Um, but yes, these are the feature length movies, um, theatrically released movies. And so, that is my rev- uh, ranking on them. I'm going to pass it off to Hoover now, and you're going to hear his ranking. So with that, I bid you guys farewell, and Hoover, take it away. And thank you, Jonah, for the nice introduction. Actually, it was just okay, because he just said, hey, now here's Hoover's list. Bye. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Jonah. JK, I love you. Um, anyways, now going into my... just. Get to the list, Hoover. No one wants to hear banter with yourself. Um, okay, fine. Um, so here's phase four. The f- first movie of phase four. I'm going to go on release date, of course. I'm not going to mention the date because Joan already said so. Um, what, so what is the first movie in the new phase? In phase four, what is after Endgame? What is after Thanos? What is What are we to expect from this movie we get? Actually, and it's not Endgame. It's Far From Home. I forget that that was the last movie of the saga. <laughs> But anyways, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. What are we looking forward to? What is the whole build up to? You know? And uh, this movie, uh, Black Widow, is the first movie. And actually, just it was this whole phase four, I got to give a break. You know, because we're coming at, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And they're trying to scramble. They probably had all these storylines they had to put together. Um, not only for the movies, but for the TV shows and these TV specials. Imagine you have to scramble. <laughs> you know, Kevin Feige and the rest of the gang have to scramble for these new stories. So I kind of give Phase 4 an excuse, really. Um, but not for this movie we're about to talk about, Black Widow. Just because this one was in development for like a while, I feel. Um, but you know what? It was a nice treat because it was one of the first movies back in the theaters. Because we were in a pandemic. Um and I think it was a nice treat. It was um, it wasn't the best movie. It's a, it's really an okay movie, um, really it is. The only thing that really ruins it is uh, the villain. I, because <laughs> we were built up to Taskmaster. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't really know Taskmaster. I'm not gonna lie. Before this movie, but um, actually after the movie, that's when I started doing my research on this character. And he's a pretty cool cool character. He's a pretty cool cat. Um, and they just kind of butcher his storyline in this movie right here. Uh, he's supposed to be an awesome villain, like a like a hitman, like a like a I don't know, like um, if I'm not mistaken, like a Deathstroke, like a Deadpool or something like that. And then we just kind of get this like semi-controlled dead person that we don't know and don't care about. And yeah, and then even the father of her was just uh. I don't know, <laughs> just like that. I, I, that I think the that's what ruins the movie. Because after that, I love that they deal with Black Widow and her family. Because if we think of Black Widow, you don't think of a family. You think of just a so a solo person, a, a lone wolf, if you will, a lone spider in its web. Um, and no, you get the introduction of pretty much her whole family, not her blood family, of course, but it's the people she was raised with. Uh, you get Yelena, the best character. I think introduced in MCU played by Florence P one of my favorite actors right now. Uh, she's on fire. She can do no wrong really. And she, what she does with this character is just, it's not like another black widow. It just makes it her own character. She even mocks why like superheroes do the little pose and she mocks it and she feels gross when she does it herself. Um, and I love it. She, she has, I think the right amount of seriousness and the right amount of like jokiness. Um, I think she's the best thing to ever happen to this phase. Um, 
Another character that's pretty fun, uh, David Harbour as Red Guardian. Red Guardian, he's the counterpart, I guess, to Captain America. Um, the only thing is, they don't give him a lot of time to shine. Again, there's a nice uh, fight with Taskmaster in the back half of this movie, and then they kind of just not show it, if I remember correctly. And that's what sucks. After that, um, yeah, you, you, you just it's a nice, fun movie, I think, to turn off your brain. Unfortunately... Uh, I think it's a bad start to start off this phase um, just because we've been waiting for so long and we get this movie. And actually, this movie, I feel, should have been one of the first movies to come out. You know, there should have been uh, Iron Man, uh, Thor, Incredible Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye. You know, <laughs> why not introduce all those superheroes and then just give them their own movie and we get to know them a little bit more. And yeah, but now we it's more like a Black Widow send off introduction to Yelena. Um, and so, yeah, I, um, I was, I don't, I didn't know what to expect from this movie and what I got was okay, I guess, but it could have been, and after watching it, I was so disappointed because they could have done way more with this movie. Black Widow finally gets their its own movie, her own movie. And this is what we get. And it sucks, you know, it, it not, <laughs> I mean, it kind of does suck as a whole, whole movie, but you know, it kind of sucks that this is the movie we get. This is a movie she gets, um, and not to mention the whole uh, Scarlett Johansson and Disney thing. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but for me, <laughs> I don't want to get into politics. I'll stay away from that. I'm not the right guy for that. But I have it at my number five pick on my list. Uh, moving on, I think the next movie is Shang-Chi, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me double check on that. I don't want to do anything wrong. Yeah, no, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. Um <laughs> I love this movie. I think the only bad thing about it is it needed 10 minutes shaved off of its runtime. Um, I loved it, though. I loved it. I loved how it was shot. I love the uh, fight choreography. It's one of the, uh, the the best, if not the best, uh, MCU movie with the best choreography, I think. I think the only one that rivals it is probably Winter Soldier, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I like it. This is If we're going to introduce a new character to the MCU, this is the way you do it. Uh, because Black Widow felt like all the other MCU movies, but this one felt different. Um, and you can tell because, um, and one of my favorite parts is I found out, if I'm not mistaken again, uh, they use Jackie Chan's stunt team. So, of course, of course, it's going to look beautiful and it's going to look awesome. Um, and you could tell just by looking at the fight choreography. Um, I like Simu Liu. Um, <laughs> I always butcher his name. I'm sorry, man. I love you. But I love Shang-Chi. I love that um, he's introduced. I love his backstory. I like why he does things i like aquafina she doesn't get in the way too much and she adds the right amount of comedy i love her she's also one of my favorite actresses as of right now um and of course <laughs> i love uh i'm I, I love uh oh my gosh i love shang chi's sister i'm not gonna even try to pronounce that name because i don't want to butcher it but she was awesome too um she was fierce she she made it her own character it didn't feel like she was another background character i love of course the that they brought back Ben Ben Kingsley, <laughs> um, and of course, this is how you treat a joke character. After the butchering of this character, we get uh, of the villain we, they were trying to portray. This is what you do with that kind of uh, <laughs> character. Um, who else? Uh, I'm forgetting the main villain. What's his name? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, to. to <laughs> Again, I'm not going to try to butcher that name, but Tony Luong, uh, father of Shang-Chi and the leader of the Ten Rings, he is one of the best uh, villains, and um, he was so intimidating. I didn't know if he, what he was going to do the whole movie. I loved that um, he stood strong, and then you didn't see he was totally evil. You could see, you know, he fell in love. You see that he fell in love, and then he lost his wife, and then that's when he turned bitter, and of course that's what you do. And then, but you see Shang-Chi um, and, his, and his sister just like, I don't want to deal with y'all. And yeah, and then you get a nice fight scene, and then you get a heartwarming scene, and then what ruins this movie is this fighting dragon thing. I mean, at first I liked it. I think even if you go check out a review on the Shang-Chi, um, I said, I'm like, I didn't mind it. But now looking back at it, it just, that last fight scene with the dragons, I it just felt clunky. And I think if you just ended it with the father-son battle, 
you would have had a perfect film and this would have been way higher i think in my opinion because after that i didn't really mind anything else I, f I felt it was almost a perfect movie the only thing that brings it down is that last fight scene uh, which is a shame but for that i have it at my number four pick <laughs> um, but i really love this film i want to actually i want to go watch it now after this ranking because i really loved it um next up is eternals um the third marvel movie of phase four what did I think about it? Uh, well, you can. I, we, we did a review. Um, overall, between this and Shang-Chi and a little bit of Black Widow, I liked that this new phase, they weren't trying to, at least in my opinion, they weren't trying to do your regular MCU formula. Yeah, they have the formulaic things with the comedy and jokes and stuff like that. But with this movie, I liked what they were trying to do. They it. A lot of people said, oh, this doesn't feel like an MCU film. And I'm like, yes, I love that. I love that they took its time. I love that they actually tried to introduce <laughs> 10 characters, which is a lot. And uh, and, um, and I loved how they were, this movie was shot. It looked beautiful. I felt huge. I felt um, like I was there with these characters. The only thing is it shot itself with its in its foot because it had to introduce 10 characters <laughs> just um not even a movie that's like two hours and 40 minutes or so if i'm not mistaken under 20 under like yeah like two hours and 36 minutes not only not even a movie that's that long will suffice for all these characters introduced um and which sucks because you know they have to have drama in this film there's some deaths in this film and it sucks because you know this movie is just let's get the band back together kind of move me movie, which I like, which I don't mind, but we don't get enough love with these characters. You know, like we don't get enough time to enjoy these characters. We're just like, Hey, no long, long time. No see. Okay. We're going to get this other guy though. <laughs> and then that's the whole movie really. Um, and you know, there's, um, Gemma Chan and this and this and this cast is stacked. Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Leah McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, one of my favorite actors, uh, and then the list goes on and on. Um, Salma Hayek, Kit Harrington, Harish Patel, D dude, this cast is Angelina Jolie. Oh my gosh, I'm not, and I feel like I'm forgetting someone else too, but I'm so sorry, dude. This Don Lee. <laughs> oh my gosh, D okay, so. I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, so this, this cast is stacked. That's what I'm trying to say. And <laughs> it sucks. Cause you know, everyone times, and then, I mean like, but Hoover, um, we've had movies like that before. That's what we have guardians. We have, uh, infinity war. Yeah. The only thing is guardians only has five people and you could get in, you have enough time with that in a two hour movie to do that. Not 10 people and not a whole new new superheroes too. Infinity War, you know, everyone we they already had their own movie. We already got kind of to know them. So anything that happened happens, you know. Uh in this movie, we have no idea. And these aren't characters I don't think anyone really knew about. Um uh, but I was so intrigued cuz I love the trailer. Um I love the IKEA line. I I didn't care how many times I watched it. I always laughed at that trailer moment. Um and but the thing is, I this should have been a TV series from the start. It might have been a little bit too expensive, especially for the special effects they had in this movie. But I think it would have been well worth it because this is a this is a type of uh, project you have an MCU uh, as MCU show because this you need to take your time. This um, you could have your ten episodes. You know, you don't have to stretch out a, a three four episode show into six episodes or seven. You know, um, you could this is where you needed to do that. And I think they kind of just butchered it. And I, <laughs> and again, this move, this cast is stacked and I, I feel that's why they didn't want to do that. This is too expensive of a project to do a series, but in the end, I think it, it would have benefited them. Um, and it sucks. Cause I was really introduced. I was looking forward to this movie, but unfortunately for me, I have it at number six, um, almost dead last. There's another movie, which I think me and Jonah agreed on, but we won't get, there until we get there uh, next up is spider-man no way home the fourth movie and again i liked this is where it starts to get interesting um 
I'm not going to just try to, <laughs> I'm not going to try to, um, keep this for so long, but th- th- yeah, this movie is clearly number one and Hoover, like, and I'm with you guys. I'm with you. I know there's a lot of people who, like love Spider-Man. It's one of the best movies ever, blah, 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 blah. And then everyone's like, oh, it's just clearly nostalgia. Kinda, but not really. Um, let's get into it. Um, and I think, <laughs> and actually, you know what? I never got my review to do a review on this. Cause I had to miss it. I was on a family, uh, it was my family birthday trip. Um, it's not like my whole family was birthed on one day. It was um, my birthday, and we went as a family on a, on a field trip, um, <laughs> a vacation. Um, so I never got to give my review. But you know what? I got to say, of course, this is this movie a little bit overrated? Perhaps. Perhaps. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, some of it's nostalgia, but it's incredible what they do with it. It, it could have been a throwaway movie where they actually, you know, nostalgia bait you and, you know, but they actually made a story, which for the most part is cohesive. I know there's a few plot holes, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, but let's talk about it. Let's <laughs> not the plot holes, not the movie, the movie, this, this movie. I'm not going to lie. Probably. Yeah. Number one villain, green goblin, green goblin was the best. And then you get the best two villains actually because then you get a little bit of a uh, doc Ock. you get to get a little bit of a uh, green goblin um and no one in the mcu maybe even thanos i don't know no one in the mcu though has been more threatening than green goblin i felt he he was this universe's joker <laughs> just you know what i'm talking about like he just felt insane you didn't know what he was gonna do um and he does stuff he he kills a uh, spoiler alert um, I should have said that in the beginning, but spoiler alert, uh, he kills Aunt May. Um, some people should have thought, some people think it should have been happy. Um, I, I don't know. I, it could have it worked either way, but, um, dude. And then not only that, you get some, you, of course you get the other villains. I, but again, this is a shout out to Sam Raimi. He built these villains and they still stand the test of time because they brought, it was, it just felt like they just came off of those sets, you know? Um, it didn't feel cringy. It didn't feel weird. It just felt natural. And to see these villains in the MCU, which no one thought was possible, is awesome. And then not only that, you don't get the villains. You not only get the villains, you get Spy, uh, Tobey Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield, two, <laughs> two some amazing Spider-Mans. Sorry, I had to do it. Um, And you... You get that. Of course, you get the nostalgia because we, you know, we grew up with Tommy Wire. We kind of grew up with Andrew Garfield. And you know what? Andrew Garfield got more new appreciation for his Spider Man. Although his movies kind of suck. I think that's what happened to him. His movies kind of sucked. Um, and they bombed. And I, I think everyone in their minds, like, Andrew, Gar- Andrew Garfield kind of sucks, right? You're like, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. But no, he's he's a really good Spider-Man. And if anything, he's probably the best Spider-Man. I think, in my opinion, Tobey Maguire will always always be my favorite Spider-Man. But I think he's the best Spider-Man. Um, and yes, I was one of those people that thought he he was kind of ass. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'll call myself out. Um, but no, I love Andrew Garfield. I love Tobey Maguire, and I love Tom Holland. And not only that, this whole time we've been bitching about uh, Spider-Man. Oh, he's just Iron Man Jr. He's Iron Man Jr. He doesn't, like, why is there always something in his movie that just doesn't focus on Spider-Man? Like, it doesn't feel like a Spider-Man movie. It feels like an Avengers movie. It feels like an a Iron Man movie. And finally, we've been bitching and complaining, and we finally, <laughs> we all kind of get to shut up because um, we all feel like he should have his own movie, like his own introduction, his own uh, storyline. And what we didn't know is we were watching it. Because this is, uh, I think Jonas said in his, his his part is, um, not only was this a conclusion to a trilogy, it was an introduction to a new, perhaps trilogy we we're gonna get. Um, I don't know what MC, um, Kim Feige and the rest of the crew are thinking of, but it, it's just like now a new storyline, a new trilogy. Now we, I hopefully we just get a new Tom Holland, like not a new Tom Holland, but you know we get a new Spider Man ish. We get the classic costume, but baby blue. Not not baby blue, like light blue, you know, the bright blue, red um, suit, uh, classic. Um, it's not an Iron Man suit. It like, you know, and it felt nice. It felt nice. Um, and this was, again, I've you've probably heard it a lot of times already. A love letter to Spider-Man. And of course, that's why you got to put a number one. You have to. I, I There's not another movie, probably an MCU that beats it. 
Um, probably top five in my opinion. Top five for sure. Um, because you got to get Infinity War there. You got to get Winter Soldier, Guardians. I don't know. Uh, those were mine <laughs> at the top of my head. But yeah, moving on though, Spider Man has to be number one. Uh, moving on though, um, and if I'm not mistaken, we're getting into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. One of the most anticipated movies I've I've been wanting to see, and when I saw it, was I disappointed a little bit because um, we didn't get much of multiverses and madness uh, we got a montage of multiverse and a little bit of madness um and especially when you get a director like sam raimi you're thinking this is gonna be crazy um <laughs> was i disappointed yeah but i still liked it i still found of course there's the sam raise sam raimi isms we've gotten that we've we've talked about it in our review when we talked about it i think we even did a sam raimi breakdown so go check those out um but I, this is, now this is, again, I, I don't conflict it. I love this movie, and I like this movie. Um, and I think I like it a little bit more. And I think I'm a little biased because I like Sam Raimi, but I really like this movie. It is in my top uh, three. It is my number three pick. Um, it just beat out Shang-Chi. Um, and I think it's just because my Sam Raimi biased. Yes. Um, I think I just liked it. Too. I love Doctor Strange, first of all. I love Wanda. She just is now a broken character. <laughs> just, you know. Um, this is as close as crazy Wanda we're going to get, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because she, um, if you don't know comics, she's one of the most powerful beings in the MCU. And not only in the MCU, in the comics as well. If I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, we finally get to see Wanda go crazy. We go, She goes ham. And then we get... Not only is this movie is creepy, there's a thing where she's just popping out of water. Um, we see kind of like a almost like Carrie ish uh, filming where she's just filled with blood. But I mean, it's not blood. They got to don't tone it down a little bit. So it was like what? Um, robot oil. <laughs> just But it was so Carrie like um, you get the creepiness. You get zombie Doctor Strange. You get um, the, the phantoms. I'm forgetting their name right now. Um, the only thing that brings it down is, again, I think they had to jumble this with No Way Home, and I think No Way Home benefited benefited more than Doctor Strange because I think Doctor Strange is going to be first, then No Way Home, but they had to flip it for some reason. I, I think, well, I think COVID, obviously, but yeah. Um, but no, um, you get Mordo back, you get <laughs> you get the Illuminati, um, which some people think they're wasted. I think they were used creatively. Um, why? Why do I think that and not wasted? This is just one universe. This is not the Illuminati we think and know and love. Um, <laughs> although, you know, any any type of Illuminati, they're supposed to be like the smartest, more more of the MCU or not. I keep saying MCU, but like of all Marvel, you know, they're supposed to be the brightest and smartest of all. And uh, they just they just get their ass whooped. <laughs> just, but I, I but again, they're all egotistical. They're all and now that's their fatal flaw. They're all egotistical. They think they're the best, so they think they know better. And they underestimated Wanda and I think that was their downfall. I know that was their downfall. Um we get to see uh, again spoiler alert, um some people portray superheroes that we've been wanting to see. Um, yes, I'm talking about Jim. I'm talking about uh he's not John Krasinski, I'm sorry, and finally as Reed Richards, and this was kind of cool, um, and I think he, I think he could play it, I love it, and I like that we get Black Bolt, I like that we get, um, the other guys, we get <laughs> Maria Rambo, I'm sorry, um, we get Captain Carter, uh, Cap yeah, Captain Carter, Peggy Carter, um, and I guess, and yes, we get Professor X. We get Patrick Stewart back only for a little bit. And then, of course, we get the doo -doo 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 -doo. no, I messed it up. There you go. Um, and I like that. Um, dang, I there's so many things. The only thing that's downfall is it felt a little clunky at times. Uh, and I think the more downfall is America Chavez. She was just used as a, a, a plot device really just to move the story forward. She barely had a personality. Uh, although so Sochi Gomez did a great job as American Chavez. I, I hate that they just kind of pushed her to the side for a lot of this movie when they could have used her. We could have had, um, more character. Why she's obviously going to be in future MCU stuff. So why not give her more time to shine and make us fall in love with her? Right. 
I don't know. But they know since it's Doctor Strange um, movie, you got to put her aside. Um, they could have done like something like Spider-Man in Civil War or something like that. Just something small. But they just, you know, I don't know. Either way, I'm done. Um, <laughs> this movie, again, is number three. I'm a little biased. Uh, but yes, that is my rating my ranking of this movie uh next up thor and love and thunder now this one i have no bias i'm not gonna lie um i love taika i love chris hemsworth but man this movie just stunk um and i enjoyed it but it was just so disappointing so disappointing they had so much potential and it just disappointed me in every way and every in everything um with a villain like um let me <laughs> i want to say gore uh with a villain like gore the god butcher you should have one of the darkest movies in the MCU. And you get Christian Bale to play that character. Uh, despite what you think of Christian Bale, he's one hell of an actor. And uh, he did a fantastic job portraying Gore. Unfortunately, the MCU kind of just sucked at it and uh, said, we're barely going to have you in the movie. We're barely going to um, have you butcher any of these gods. We're telling you to butch, butcher. Um, the, the story kind of was, and for me, uh, we do get, <laughs> we do, we do get Natalie Portman back, but I don't like what they did with her. Uh, what she gets cancer and then she gets powers, but then Molnir is hurting her and then she ends up dying anyways. And then I don't know, man. And then at the end of the movie, we get. Thor gets a kind of a daughter because Gore wishes for his daughter back, but he dies in the process. I don't know, man. Uh, for me, it was just a little too messy for me. Not, and again, maybe this could be compared to Multiverse of Madness, but I think Multiverse of Madness still did stuff that we appreciated, and I appreciated. And um, I always almost forgot the music fight at the end of uh, Doctor Strange. But anyways, this movie just went in Taika. They didn't learn their lesson from. Uh, I what was what was I hope what? <laughs> so sorry, guys. Um, I'm getting a little brain flustered. But uh, what I was hoping Taika would learn from Ragnarok is not to go too much into comedy, because then going back on a second viewing of Ragnarok, it's it kind of becomes lame because you know all the jokes and I don't know, it just becomes uh, watered down for uh, Thor and Hulk and. They did not learn their lesson. They went in more with the jokes and leaned in more with the jokes. And they thought, oh, people would like this anyways. No, <laughs> I think it was just refreshing because the other two movies were kind of like slow. And we didn't have fun with Thor and this in Ragnarok we did. And this one they didn't. And I don't know. I, I think they underutilized everyone in the f movie. Um, I, I like the kid fight, but I felt it was unnecessary. I don't know. I, I really wish it was just Thor and Gore going at it. Um, the, you, you know, I'll say, and I'll end up with this. Um, when the best part of the movie is our screaming goats from a dated meme. If that's the best part of the movie, you did something wrong. You, you fucked up somewhere, you know? And for that, I have Thor and love and thunder at number seven. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because I feel Jonah and I have expressed our feelings enough. So I'll leave it at that. And again, uh, moving on to the last movie on our list, Black <laughs> Black Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, again, I'm not going to say too much into it. Um, Jonah said stuff. Uh, we had a whole review last week. So go check that out. But Wakanda Forever. Not only is a is it a farewell to Chadwick Boseman for us fans, but in the MCU it was a fa farewell to T'Challa, um, and I think this movie handled it the the, the loss of uh, a big part of the MCU um, gracefully. Um, it 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 didn't it added impact it added emotional impact into this movie, but um, I think everyone brought their A game for this one um, again. <clears throat> Again, uh, Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett? <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Letitia, Letitia Wright and then uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke and Angela Bassett. Bassett. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Um, they all brought their A game. and I, um, I don't know. I had a brain fart right now. Uh, they all brought their A game to this movie, and I'm glad for, they did that. And I 
I love the introduction to Namor. I think he was the second best villain <laughs> in the in this phase four. Um, I think Green Goblin, Namor, then uh, the dad from uh, Shang Chi. I think those are your top three villains. Oh, but then you get Wanda. Oh, damn! I don't know, man. It's tough. But either way, uh, Namor was a very intimidating villain. Uh, he killed Angela Bassett. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry if that was a spoiler, uh, but spoiler for you but man what what a trip this movie was uh, and again um something kind of that uh, uh dr strange did they used iron heart um Riri williams as a plot device but i think this one did it better because i don't know now you know what no they did kind of the same thing i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> i think i just liked wakanda forever better as a whole movie um, it didn't feel as clunky in my opinion. I, I, some people think it, it was, but I, I don't think so. I think it was gracefully, um, done. Uh, the, if it was two hours and 43 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, but I didn't even feel it in my opinion. I didn't feel it. I saw this movie twice. Did not feel it, uh, either time. Um, I loved all the scenes. Um, I think the only part they underutilized was Umbaku, but even then I think he, cause he got his ass whooped a lot in this movie, but, um, I think with, in, in fight losses he gained with his voice of reasonness you know he gave wisdom to shuri and then another thing was we get an uh a welcome back to one of our favorite villains killmonger um um you're like hey are you gonna be noble like your brother you're gonna take care of business like me and then damn i love the i love the ending to this movie except for shuri gets stabbed I thought she died. She should have died, but um, for some reason, and uh, Spider Man does it too. Like these fake out deaths is what I hate. I do not. I do not care for them. I don't know why they do it. I'm more for shock value, but I hate that. I think that just ruins everything. But for me, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, number two, and as a whole, as a whole phase, MCU, it, was it good? Was it bad? I think it's, it's pretty good. Um, a little unfocused, not a little, it's very unfocused, but I think the, the highs are highs and the lows are lows, but overall I'm kind of excited. I like that this phase tried new things. I liked, did it all land? No, but I love the attempt. I didn't try to, they, I feel like they're trying to stay away from their Marvel formula. Um, I think they just gotta, what they gotta do for this next phase is lick their wounds, learn from their mistakes and just move um move i don't know <laughs> just do better um do better as captain america said um and overall i liked it in my opinion it's not bad it's not good but it's not bad um so in my opinion um marvel phase four is all right it was pretty cool it was fun anyways um please tell all your friends about us so we get more listeners such as yourself please Check us out on our social medias at cinema underscore buns. That's with a Z, the last letter of the alphabet on Instagram. And I have been Hoover Ramirez and it, it was Jonah Colazzo. And this has been the MC for MCU for phase four ranking on mini buns. Goodbye. Bye.